beautiful, dirty, dirty, rich, rich, dirty, dirty, beautiful, dirty, rich. The winner is Ben Bernanke, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, the most powerful, least understood government force shaping our lives. Hello and welcome to NPR's Planet Money. It's Wednesday, December 16th. I'm Alex Bloomberg. And I'm Hannah Jaffe-Walt. And that was Richard Stengel, managing editor of Time magazine you heard at the top of the podcast. Today, Alex, on our show, a U.S. regulator cracks down. Three years too late. <laughs> but first, let's extend our congratulations to Ben Bernanke, Time magazine's person of the year, as you just heard at the top. Um, and that also brings us to our Planet Money indicator. Direct from the man himself, Ben Bernanke, the indicator... 0.25%. That's the funds rate from the Federal Reserve released just hours ago. We got it in on our special Planet Money emergency phone. Yeah, I don't know if listeners actually know that the Fed calls us every time it has a special announcement. If that cherry red phone is ringing, we know it's the Fed. Yes, they like to keep us updated. Um, and, and today they were saying, we are not, nor do we have future plans to raise interest rates. And this is not a huge surprise. Um, the Fed is still worried about the economy. They want to keep money moving. Speaking of special red phones, though, we at Planet Money, we are very interested in crime fighting. And something we've been noticing a lot is that in the wake of this financial crisis, there's been no major investigation into just what happened, you know, inside these banks on Wall Street. Were there things that were done wrong? Was the law broken? Or even are there things that just we now think maybe the law wasn't broken, but things should be changed? Yeah, all, all we really got was Bernie Madoff. Yeah, and those two Bear Stearns hedge fund guys that were recently acquitted of, of all charges. And and that's not nothing, but it, they're sort of isolated incidents. There's no comprehensive investigation that is designed to figure out what went wrong and who is accountable and what should be changed. Instead, Alex, we are doing those investigations here at Planet Money. Right, and we've been working with the uh, stellar investigators over at an outfit called ProPublica. It's a nonprofit investigative reporting unit, something of a new model in journalism. Um, they take super talented former reporters from places like the Wall Street Journal, and then they pay them to do reporting and hook up with people like us, sort of partner with people like us. Yeah, so we, we've been picking into one corner with them where we think there was a lot that went on and not much information has really come out about it. The CDO industry. So all, all the people who are involved in creating and marketing and buying the most toxic of the toxic assets. And frankly, we thought we were the only ones looking into this corner. Until recently, our friends at ProPublica came across a letter. And it's a letter from the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the regulator for the CDO industry. So, Hannah, you and Adam sat down with our ProPublica friends, Jesse Isinger and Jake Bernstein, in the studio here. And uh, Jake brought the letter, uh, which he shared with us. And it was a letter, again, from the SEC to CDO managers, which is one group within the CDO industry. It's really a, a general letter of inquiry. It's, it's broken into a number of different parts, and it's very broad-based. It's stuff like, you know, can you furnish us a list of clients between January 07 and September of 09? Can you provide trustee reports from each CDO that you've worked on um, from January 1st, 2007 to the present? Can you tell us 
your organizational chart or description of your organization, including ownership percentages, um, you know, things like that that are very sort of basic questions to try and understand, you know, your company and your role in this market. So it's basically a regulator saying to the people that it regulates, what do you guys do? Yeah, what do you guys do? How do you and do who it? who are you? Who are you? <laughs> uh, how have you operated in the past? Um, you know, some of this might be an attempt to lay down a baseline, understand what the industry norms were during this period so that if there are bad actors, they'll be able to see how they stuck out from everyone else. And we're certainly not saying all CDO managers are shady or all CDO managers are responsible for the crisis or anything like that. What, what we are saying is that CDO managers, to un- if you don't understand them, you really don't understand this financial crisis. So let's start there. What are CDO managers? What what do they do? I mean, maybe we should just start very quickly with what is a CDO. Oh, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> uh, at the beginning, there was light and dark. There was a mortgage. Uh, and the mortgages were created by mortgage banks and sold to Wall Street. Wall Street bundled them, hundreds of them, into those mortgage-backed securities. Then you had they sliced them up and gave them to investors based on their appetite for risk. And then they took those securities, those slices, and smashed them up into another security called a CDO. Those are mortgage collateralized col- debt obligations. Yes, thank you. you know, that you makes could, a per- you hear collateralized debt obligation. You just it picture just, it. You it just, just know the, exactly the light what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The scales yeah. fall. You from could there. do it with loans, bank loans. You could do it in the old days with bonds. Uh, the biggest business over the last several years was in mortgages, and especially subprime mortgages. So, all right. So, so Merrill Lynch or some investment bank says, "All right, we want to sell CDOs to." investors around the world. Let's call a CDO manager. That guy will choose what investments to buy to create the CDO and will also kind of be a mark of a seal of approval uh, assigned to investors that Merrill Lynch isn't going to screw them. Exactly. And so they, Merrill would, uh, or City or any of the CDO investment bank would take the CDO manager on the roadshow, the marketing tour across the world that uh, they would go on to advertise this investment to investors. The investors were pension funds, insurance companies, foreign banks, and they would say, look at the CDO manager. They are independent, and they do all this analysis of what's going into this CDO. So they work hand-in-hand, hand, but the CDO manager was supposed to be this watchdog for the integrity of the CDO itself. Every CDO has lost money, right? I mean, that's all. Almost every, every single C- one yeah. has been lost money, and uh, and many, many of them have been completely obliterated. You know, and most have zero. lost a fair amount. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, we're yes. talking about we're yeah. talking about pennies on the dollar, right? Uh, yeah, since two thousand three, over six hundred billion dollars worth of CDOs were issued, and uh, at its peak, the CDO market uh, in two thousand six, it was about two hundred fifty billion dollars. So, just in that year alone, just in that year alone, and uh, and most of that value has been wiped out. So, Jesse, I want to make clear, first of all, we have not – the SEC would not respond to our request for an interview. Right. They never comment on ongoing uh, investigative matters or anything like that. So we, we do not know what they know, and there might be a secret room somewhere where they know everything you could possibly want to know, and they're just 
We don't know what's going on with this letter. It might just be an anomaly. One would think they'd know the answers to these questions in 2003, 2004, 2005. This was probably, I would guess, the one of the fastest growing sectors of Wall Street. So clearly something that they should have noticed. But let's give them a pass on that and then say, OK, but once the crisis started unfolding in early 2007 and then really hitting it in, in August of 2007, they should have one would think they would have jumped on this. Well, it's clear under the Bush administration that the SEC uh, suffered greatly. Uh, mainly from mismanagement, especially under Christopher Cox. Christopher Cox, it was widely reported, was absentee during the height of the crisis when banks were going down uh, and was largely cut out of the whole effort to save the banks. And it's an agency that's demoralized and in disarray. Mary Shapiro has come in and done a massive reorganization and house cleaning. Uh, The most Obvious and acute scandal was the Bernie Madoff scandal. The SEC had examined Madoff several times and missed most of the uh, red flags with his Ponzi scheme. And so that has been probably the largest scandal in SEC history. So Shapiro has had a huge uh, problem on her hands to really right the ship. And Jake, the Bernie Madoff scandal, you know, originally reported to be in the 50 billion area. I think now it's probably more something like 19 billion that was lost that uh, it's a huge embarrassing scandal but that is nothing compared to the the overall financial crisis but i don't think you win a lot of political points by talking about cdo managers i mean nobody even knows what a cdo is it's really hard to explain but it's pretty easy to understand bernie madoff was a crook right and and it's easy to you know show intent uh, when bernie is is uh, forging investment receipts and and trades and things like that. So you know that he's doing something criminal. I mean, as the Bear Stearns uh, trial showed, it's very hard to convince a jury that there's an intent to defraud. The argument that I think most of the players um, in the financial industry will use is that they were just bad businessmen and that there's nothing criminal uh, about that. They just, you know, they all believe something and it turned out to be wrong. But I also think, Adam, as you said, this business grew so quickly 600 million worth of mortgage-backed CDOs. Uh, you know, in 2006, there were CDO managers popping up all over the place who were eager to take on these CDOs and, and make what seemed to be easy money. So I think the SEC was just, you know, completely behind the ball on this. They weren't able to react quickly enough uh, to understand what was going on. And I think that's part of the reason why there's such a lag now you know, there's sort of a scattershot approach because I think they're they're really trying to assemble a picture of what happened. So, so Jake, we're you know we're really thrilled that Planet Money and ProPublica is working on this ongoing investigation into um, the inner workings of, of of Wall Street during the bubble years that things that may or may not have led to the financial crisis. And we're going to be bringing more reports in the future. What do you want to know, though? Uh, you know, a lot of people listen to Planet Money who work on Wall Street or did work on Wall Street during the bubble years. What what would you love to know? Well, we certainly want to hear from from people who are involved in the production and, and sale of uh, CDOs. Uh, certainly, we we've talked to a number of CDO managers, and we'd love to talk to more of them uh, to really understand how this process worked and uh, how the relationship between the CDO managers and the banks uh, operated. And uh, think of this as a pledge drive. So you can email us at planetmoney at npr dot org. We're perfectly willing to to. Take your information anonymously. We don't need to report your name. Jake and I have set up an email at CDOs at ProPublica. That's C-D-O-S 
at ProPublica.org. If people want to be anonymous or whatever, you're, you're more than happy to, to yeah, this really to is that. starting to sound like a pledge drive. So that's right. Only with your help, <laughs> that's right. Planet Money and ProPublica bring light to darkness. Well, guys, I can't wait for. Hopefully soon we'll have some really cool stuff to report. Uh, Jesse Eisinger and Jake Bernstein, reporters at ProPublica. Thank you both. Thanks Thank a lot. Wow. So uh, I mean, that letter. I mean, I think you know my 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 feeling is everybody knows. The SEC is basically as much as admitted that they were behind the, the ball in the beginning. But I, 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 think, the, I think the ball was dropped. The ball was dropped, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I, my feeling is, well, better late than never. You know, I'm glad that I'm glad that they're at least starting to send out a letter now. Right. You know? no, it would be nice to piece together some parts of this story. Right. And I feel like one of the things that's interesting and one of the things that I think we're going to be looking into later is that, um, as the Bear Stearns case shows you, a lot of what happened probably – wasn't criminal or maybe wasn't criminal. It's certainly hard to prove a criminal case. Um, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be investigated. And I feel like that's one of the problems here. There's there's things that need to be investigated, but there might not be a criminal at the other end of it. Right, because the Bernie Madoffs of this world are very satisfying to find, but, but there are also maybe lessons to find in just sort of the larger structurally understanding what happened and how it worked and what we can change. Right, and it's very possible that this crisis was not caused by a criminal. In fact, very likely that at the heart of this crisis were not criminals, masterminds, you know, like fiendishly rubbing their hands together. They were just people doing their jobs and maybe cutting corners here and there, but not breaking the law. But perhaps with new regulations in place, the the system could still be made safer. So we would love to hear again what you know. You can write to us at planetmoney at npr.org and the ProPublica email, special email setup is cdos at propublica.org. Or send us your thoughts, questions, uh, confessions <laughs> at planetmoney at npr.org. And check us out on the blog, npr.org slash money. I'm Alex Bloomberg. And I'm Hannah Joffe-Walt. Thanks for listening. Rich, 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 rich,